essentially, uh, Laos has been a discovery. Uh, I welcomed Raphael and Philippe into a small house, and I did that from a Christian vision of welcoming the poor and the weak. And I must say that even before then, I'd been very attracted to Friendship House in New York, which Thomas Merton talks about, uh, living in the black areas of New York. I'd been very touched by Tony Waltz, who was an Englishman in Montreal, who was living with down and out. So there was something within me. So the idea of living with Raphael and Philippe was uh, obvious something obvious for me, to live with those who were broken, because I discovered how mistreated people with disabilities were. There's an element of uh, putting things right, if I may use that expression. Um, but then it's been a, a, a discovery. What have been the main moments? I'm not quite sure, but it's been a gradual discovery that they're the ones who are healing me and healing assistance because I'd been in the Navy, I knew how to command all of us. I taught uh, the philosophy, I knew how to teach more or less. But to start living with Raphael is not a question of commanding or teaching, it was a question of entering into a relationship. When you command or, or when you teach, you have power. When you start entering into a relationship, somewhere you're losing power. Entering into a communion, a relationship. And every relationship is beautiful, but also wounding if it's a true relationship. Because we can hurt people without wanting to hurt them, or they can hurt me without wanting to hurt me. So there's there's a whole so uh, it's been that discovery that they are the ones that heal and I'm beginning to see in a very clear way that the, the danger we human beings is creating walls around our hearts to protect ourselves and these walls in a way are prejudices we are prejudiced in respect to people of other religions or people without religion. Somewhere there's a need for all of us to know we're right. Not only that we're right, but we're the best, or that we're an elite. There's something in, in all of us. And that's something about our culture. It's something about a culture. My culture is the best culture. The British culture is the best, and the French think that they're the best, and of course the Russians know that they are the best. And you fall into all these things with football matches and hockey matches and God knows what. I mean, we have to prove that we're, and we're in a culture of competition. What we're discovering here is that living with people with disabilities, they bring down uh, mechanisms of def defense and they bring us to enter into relationships which are very life-giving to discover I am loved as I am and so it brings to celebration we're happy to be together and so we're moving 
from this system of competitive uh, doing things better than the other to discovering the world of relationships and relationships with the different and particularly in this situation particularly relations with people who are at the bottom of the social ladder who could be seen as just no value at all and so it's a rediscovery of a completely new vision from a Christian vision I would say it's just reflecting 25 Matthew where Jesus says you know I was in prison and you visited me I was naked and you clothed me but I never saw you but whatever you did to the least you did unto me so the discovering there that as we enter into relationships with people there's a sort of a healing the growing in love it can be also that we can grow in faith but that's not what the text of 25 says 25 says is is really that we will be judged through love and love will grow as we welcome those who most of the time are despised people in prison people terribly poor who are hungry people who are naked uh, and all. so this relationship entering into a relationship is and for us it's not just a question of doing good to the people but that relationship is entering into a personal relationship one-to-one -one. the other day I was speaking to a group in Paris which is called Captive Liberation they work with people in prostitution and one of the volunteers of this group said the other day I listened to the story of one of these people completely changed me because I discover you know that I can judge people because they're prostitutes but I discover something else I discover a history of pain and a desire for liberation so it's the same thing here we discover people who are different who frequently uh, we think we're better now what we're discovering also is that we have Muslim assistants, as we have Hindu assistants, and uh, they're living the same experience. And Muslim, ex Muslim assistants uh, say to me, being in Lach, I feel closer to God and I'm becoming closer to my own religion. So it's not a question of competition, but it's about everybody really finding an interior conversion where they're growing in love and we can only grow in love as we begin to touch what is not lovable in us what is hardness what is uh, and so on so this is our, our community life where we just live together have fun together pray together fight together so it's not living a few people living to live community together it's living with broken people who to begin with didn't choose community so they can come with their angers, with their violence, with their psychological disturbances. And so, uh, and we say that Laosh is not for people with disabilities, it is to create relationships with them. The heart of community is not the person with disabilities, the heart of community is relationship which is healing 
for the people with disabilities and healing for the assistance. And it's true that it, we uh, move away from an idealism of community uh, to the reality, which is obviously sometimes quite painful. Uh, uh, people with disabilities could be angry, upset, a bit crazy. You know, I mean, this is the reality. And assistants come also with their hang-ups and their need to prove, and so, so it's it's a sort of, a, I often what I say is that love is a school where we learn to love, and that means going through bad spots, discovering who we are, and, and all the rest. But at the same time, because it's a school of love, and because it's a school then of forgiveness, we know also how to. To celebrate, and celebration is the heart of everything. Mm. To celebrate together, have fun together, and give thanks together because we're human beings. What gives me hope is the assistants who come and who say to me, I feel transformed. It's people with disabilities with whom I'm living, and I see they too are being transformed. So the hope I have is the possibility of human beings to be transformed. And that transformation isn't just a question of doing a bit of theology. It doesn't mean taking one's part or singing in liturgies. It's about the discovery that we human beings, we become fulfilled as we enter into relationships of compassion, of getting of entering into a relationship with somebody that we have considered no good and who are lonely. And things then begin to change. A hope rises up because we see that human beings are made not to do beautiful things, but to live relationships. And live relationships, universal relationships. I mean, Charles de Foucault talks about becoming a universal brother and becoming a universal brother or sister through relationships with people who have been pushed down. Personally, I get upset when I hear people saying, you're doing good work. I'm not interested in doing good work. And what is interesting for me is a vision which is ecclesial, social, a way of relating to people. As I say, uh, Lausche is not a school of theology, it's a school of relationships. And here we're, it's not a, a school of prayer, though it leads to prayer, it can lead to theology, but it's essentially a place where touching our brokenness. So the heart of Lausche, which I think is the heart of Gospels, is humility. That we're, we're, and we're not there to tell people what to do, we're there to enter into relationships with people. And the church can very quickly fall into the trap of telling people what to do, what is right, what is wrong, uh, in the various fields of morality, of liturgy, and so on. And you can see a need sometimes for church to do that. But if that is done in such a way which is different to the washing of the feet, it can be seen as a quest for power. What I see happening now, I see like 
in a certain number of towns, Lille and Paris, their associations are starting to create people who are off the streets. And they see that it's living together. Uh, there's a movement for the people with mental sickness in Besançon. And they are creating these little homes of living together. It's a, so there's a sort of movement, and Lush, I think, is seen as a model uh, of, you know, that the healing comes through living together. But it's not just healing. Like, I see little, what would be the situation in a place like Israel and Palestine? What I see is that the little groups of Palestinians meeting little groups of Jews. They can't bring down the wall. They can't, but they can get to discover their common humanity. The same thing I see with groups in Northern Ireland. The war is maybe finished, but are people really coming together? People coming together, Protestants and Catholics, to discover their common humanity. And I see that happening also in Rwanda, where Tutsi and Hutus Men, women are meeting together to share in their common so, so I think there's a, a model that must move forward that peace comes as we discover our common humanity peace does not come when I'm imposing my belief upon you or that my culture is better than your culture that everything has to begin with a mutual trust mutual understanding and therefore mutual growth. It's, uh, we grow together. And this is something new that's happening. I mean, uh, the whole question of the importance of the human person. So, I mean, this wasn't around before the 1940s or the 1950s. It, there's a, a movement now which will never permit at least visible slavery. There are still children who are taking up arms. There are still 10,000 or 20,000 women coming from the from Asia, from North Africa, and the into prostitution. So you know, there is a there are mafia organizations. There are, but there's something else happening, which is the way to do things is through dialogue. And I heard recently that there's a book come out in France on that the greatest danger before now and could remain is that we humiliate children if they do wrong. They punished either physically or put in a corner or humiliation, a punishment because you have not done what I told you to do or else they're becoming the children king. They're allowed to do what they want and there's no longer a real dialogue of what it means to be human for children to discover what it means to be human and to grow human in himself. So there's something growing which will take a number of years more. I'm in a place where I, I'm happy and I feel loved. You know, I'm, I'm going down to my uh, uh, foyer now. I'm happy and though they're happy. And there's something changed. Used to, I used to be in, more or less in charge. But now I sense that they feel responsible for me. Like Lulu will say, you're looking tired, you must go to bed. You haven't taken your 
sleep after lunch. You must, you know, there's a, a, a mutuality. Because I'm growing older, because they can see me weaker, there's a sort of mutuality of trust and of love and looking after each other. And all these people are people who have suffered a great deal. They have no real family experience. But there's a sort of growth in that we're, we're happy to be together. So Lash is a place of celebration. You couldn't think of a better place to grow old.